On today's podcast, we have Lauren Haskell from Low Home. It's a colorful and fresh take on classic home decor, handcrafted ceramics, and ethically sourced style for your home. They've been in HGTV, BHG, Traditional Home, and Lux Magazine. Join me today as we celebrate Lauren. I had no idea that you were 32 weeks pregnant. I had no idea you were pregnant. I am. <laughs> well, it's blessings abound. That's you. amazing. Yeah, we're excited. Is this your first baby? It is, yes. <gasps> oh, this so good. Okay, yeah. so you're 32 weeks along. How are you feeling? So much better now. The first trimester <laughs> was horrible. I was so sick. Um, so I don't know if this little guy's gonna have a sibling. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. But um, no, I'm I'm feeling so much better now. Just the regular third trimester stuff, you know, sore back, hard hard time sleeping, but I'm all right. Yeah, the Lord does that to prepare us for labor because it's it sounds really intimidating, the whole process of labor and delivery. And we won't talk about that because, you know, that's you're going to have your own story. But, you know, it can be intimidating. And so I think the Lord makes you uncomfortable before delivery. So that way you're like, get this baby out of me. I'm ready. That's what I've heard. I heard he's already sleep training me, you know, to be up all night. So, <laughs> oh, well, I mean. You know, every baby is so different. You know, my baby was one way. And then I had girlfriends that their baby slept through the night from the get-go. And they just had a really easy time. So I think God will give you what you can handle. And it will be great. And I was told, and I believe this, like the harder the pregnancy, the easier the delivery. So you had it pretty rough at the beginning. So your delivery is going to be great. Oh, we will, I will keep that plan in my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel, do you feel like he's saying hi to you or anything? Do you feel like this baby is going to come early? You know, it's hard to tell. My husband and I were both kind of small. We were both around six pounds um, and the placenta's in the front. So I, I don't feel him a lot. I mean, I can definitely feel him moving around. Um, but I don't think, you know, he's overly big or anything like that. So, so far he's been just average 50th percentile on everything. So maybe it be a due date baby. <laughs> uh, okay. So when is the actual due date? Eight weeks from now is what? February 2nd. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you congratulations. Well, thank and you. I'm, it's so exciting. And your first Christmas being pregnant. I know. I'm I'm just like channeling, you know, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up in Oklahoma? I did. I'm a Tulsa girl. Um, and my family is uh, Oklahoma on both my mom and dad's side. Kind of red dirt <laughs> farming Oklahoma. Um, and, but I just grew up in a... Um, uh, suburb of Tulsa called Broken Arrow, went to a huge mega high school, um, and then went to the University of Oklahoma. Um, much to my parents' chagrin, they're Oklahoma <laughs> State fans. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, like a, a Texas rivalry. Tech. And, uh-huh. Yeah, that's like Texas Tech and A&M. You yes. know, if, uh, my husband and I went to Tech, and then his sister went to A&M, and so it's always like this family thing. Yeah. So, I get that. I grew up with 
three main interests. Um, so I grew up dancing really seriously. So I danced with the Tulsa Ballet um, and various studios. And um, if you're Texas, you know, I was a drill team girl. Drill team was <gasps> everywhere, but I was a drill team girl. <laughs> yes. So um, I lived and breathed drill team, you know, the sequiny cowboy hat, the boots, everything. I just loved it. Did you do that in college? So I did dance in college. I danced at OU, um, but that's kind of a funny story. Um, I thought that I was going to dance professionally. That had been my um, kind of goal throughout, um, you know, since I started little bitty in competition dance and studio dance. Um, you wanted I, to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader like I did? Is that what <laughs> it was? I mean, I would have taken that, but my dream was actually to be a Rockette in New York. <gasps> I just, I, I was obsessed. Um, oh, so, yes. I mean, I, what is not to be obsessed about <laughs> Rockette? Yes. Um, so that was really my goal. Um, I, I danced really seriously, um, like I was mentioning, competitions, you know, every weekend. Um, and But my senior year of high school, I got injured uh, right around Christmas break. Um, I fully ruptured my right hamstring, um, one of those muscles. And um, so I was What does, out. wait, 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 what does that mean? Like, how do you rupture a hamstring? Well, if you want to know the details, <laughs> I, was, yes. I was not warmed up for a 6 a.m. rehearsal. And there was this um, move where you, you turn and then you leap and then you land in the splits. And um, I, oh. um, <laughs> my right hamstring was not ready for the landing. And so it um, there's two heads to your hamstring and one of those heads tore. Um, so, uh, it was the, I, I don't know how, how much you know about competition dance, but there's a state dance competition, um, for, you know, all of the, um, dance teams around Oklahoma. So that was the next day. And I danced through it like a crazy <gasps> lady, no, um, and just really put myself out for the rest of the year. So I missed um, all my like senior recitals and um, I missed the window for um, auditioning for companies and university programs for dance. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it was devastating at the time. <laughs> um, but um, I, like I said, I had a few interests. Um, I was a really serious dancer, um, but I also loved science and I loved crafting and art. I've always been a big artsy craftsy girl. Um, so my parents, I think, were secretly a little bit happy that I... <laughs> I ended up on a different path than dance. Um, they were so supportive, but you know, being a yeah. professional athlete is just such a um, rocky road to a profession, you know? Um, so I think they really were excited that I could pursue something else and maybe keep dancing on the side, which is just what I did. Um, well, sure. It's, I mean, I only did ballet when I was, four you know I have like little bitty but I do have TikTok and Instagram and I see the videos of the ballet dancers and how hard they work and 
I have a glimpse, a, a clue, an inkling about what it can do to your body. Oh. And it's, it's very hard. So your parents were probably relieved on so many levels. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I ended up going uh, into the medical field, which is why I chose OU um, instead of OSU. Uh, still got that in-state tuition, but um, <laughs> yes. they, they still wrote their tuition checks for me on orange and black checks and came to <laughs> visit the campus in orange and black shirts. No, they didn't. Are you, <laughs> oh, yeah. are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, so anyways, I uh, I did end up dancing at OU, which was great. Um, and then I pursued um, occupational therapy, which not a lot of people know. Um, it's a really cool profession. Um, it's almost the exact same training program in Oklahoma as physical therapy. But our last year, we focused more on psychology while the physical therapy students focused more on the spine. Um, so I graduated with that graduate degree and practiced occupational therapy for um, seven years. And uh, my practice focus was supposed to be pediatrics Um with an emphasis on functional communication for autism. Um, but I ended up getting a scholarship uh, from a rural town in Oklahoma where my husband um, got a job. So that worked out great. They ended up paying for my entire graduate degree, but I had to work in whatever department they needed um, in rural Oklahoma. So I was in all of them. <laughs> I did. <laughs> trauma and, you know, uh, geriatric psych, Alzheimer's, um, just, you know, spinal cord, brain injury rehab. So I was all over and saw a few kids here and there. But um, anyways, so I ended up practicing um, therapy for a while. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't realize what a smarty pants you were. Oh, I gosh. Mean, my brain doesn't go in that area. I'm super creative. I'm giving you a chance to drink because I know that you're thirsty. I just uh, took one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'm so in awe of anybody that is, does something that's opposite of what my interest or my dedication or my skill is in. So to have something that you studied and that you had a career in, especially in the medical field is very impressive to me. Oh, thank you. I, I really did enjoy it. <laughs> and then, okay. So how did you meet your husband? You said that he was working in the town you were going to school. So how did the two of you guys line up? Sorority sister of mine um, knew him from high school and kind of a bunch of his buddies. They all ran around together. Uh, so they were all at OU, but they had grown up in a small town called Bartlesville together. So um, she wanted to take me to this party at my now husband's house um, and introduce me to this other guy that was in that group. Um, so I was like, okay. So I went to this house party. Um, the guy that she was trying to introduce me to just ignored me completely. I didn't know anyone else there. 
Um, and of course I wasn't 21 yet and I was very goody two shoes. So of course I wasn't drinking. Um, oh, that's really <laughs> impressive because oh. when you're a college student and you're around the age, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're going to, you know, put, oh you're going to do college, you're going to do age appropriate things. I, mean, I do not judge at all, but I was, oh my gosh, I was sorority president. So of course I had to set, you know, a good example. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you did. That's amazing. Well, what sorority were you in? I'm a Kappa Kappa Gamma. (gasps) You're a Kappa. I'm an HIO. So Kappa was like really close to our house on campus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Um, It was so fun. But um, so I was in the kitchen of that party and um, just kind of alone because I didn't know anyone. And my now husband was like, hey, do you want something to drink? And I was like, well, you know, I don't really drink yet because I'm not 21. And he was like, that's okay. Do you want some milk? And so he offered me some milk. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That could have gone a million different ways. Yeah. He could have made fun of you. You could have answered differently. He could have tried to peer pressure you. You yeah. could have, you could have, you could have gone like a hundred different ways. So the fact that you were bold enough to say, I don't drink. And yeah. he said, okay. <laughs> I mean, that is sweet. Uh, yeah. He is um, just amazing. So um, yeah. So he offered me milk and then we started, um, playing this silly iPhone game back in the early 2000s called Words with Friends. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Girl, I played that with one of my sorority sisters on my uh, blinged out iPhone case. I remember it was like teal and royal blue. I don't know if it was a tiger print or what, but it was. (laughs) Do you remember those cases? Oh, of course. I mean, to have like a blinged out iPhone case with all the rhinestones was like the thing. Yeah. And then you'd, I would sit there and I would chain smoke. I'd just sit <laughs> there and I'd have, I'd have my, my hot, my hot sticks in my mouth and I would just play it like yeah. over and over again. And I was, <laughs> it was so y'all oh. sat there at the party and played words with friends. Well, we both started talking about it. So we added each other on the apps. We didn't technically have each other's numbers yet, but we started playing over the course of that week. And then our chats, you know, in the little chat function just got longer and longer and longer. Um, And so we finally, um, you know, exchanged numbers and and started dating. And um, it was kind of fast. I think we both knew pretty instantly that, you know what, this is for the long haul. So within five months, we decided we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Um, Stop. Yeah. So he, um, he proposed, um, I actually graduated in three years. So he proposed uh, at the end of my um, third year of college, he was about to be a senior and then we got married right after he graduated and I was still in grad school. We got okay. I'm young. That is the sweetest story ever. <laughs> and the fact well, that he, did you drink the milk or are you like, why is he bringing, I just, I'll drink water. Oh, I mean, I, I drank the milk. Of course. <laughs> I had to smell it first. Cause you know, we were at a boy's house in college, so you never <laughs> 
at least you knew to do that. Okay. So how did you go from being in the medical field to what you're doing now? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is just a wild ride. So I, um, I tend to just kind of dig in hard to anything that I do. I can't just have like a casual hobby, you know, how boring is that? <laughs> I have to go <laughs> completely ahead first. Um, so as I, I mentioned earlier, um, I've always been very artsy craftsy, loved art. Um, all I wanted for my 16th birthday, I did not care about a car. I just wanted a sewing machine so that I could make my own clothes. And I made my own like bedding and curtains for my room. Um, so I've always been super interested in that and always just done it casually on the side. You know, I've made pillows for my house and drapes and skirts and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and I was also coaching dance, um, and teaching dance on the side too. So, um, as I was practicing medicine, I, I did both of those things on the side. Um, and once my time ran up for, um, that commitment for the scholarship that I received from that rural hospital. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't kind of beholden to them as far as, um, what department I worked in. I decided I really wanted to focus on pediatrics and, um, working with children with autism. But since we were in a rural town in Oklahoma, there just wasn't enough caseload for a full-time position. So I actually dropped down to part-time. And with the extra time, I was like, you know what? I just love interior design. I love homes. You know, I would just be on Zillow all the time, just looking, looking at homes, dreaming, you know, looking at the rooms, seeing what I would do with them. Um, and yes. So I, uh, I still do that every single time. <laughs> say, well, don't you read a book to go to sleep? I say, no, I go to realtor.com and that's what yes. sleep. <laughs> um, so I put together a little portfolio of um, the rooms in my own homes that I had done. Um, I had helped a few friends and family members at that point um, with sourcing and putting together some of their rooms. And I just applied to be... Um, a anything, an assistant, you know, anything for a um, design company out of Colorado in 2017 or 2016, I'm sorry, 2016. Um, and I got the position. So I was um, an e-designer for them. So I kind of put schemes together for their customers, kind of some initial schemes. Um, and that was great. So I did uh, that as well as practicing um, therapy for a year. And then in 2017, I was like, you know what, I think I can do this by myself. So I started Lauren Haskell Designs as an interior design firm. Um, so I worked just in Oklahoma um, in person and then also did the e-design thing um, for people outside of Oklahoma. You're but, busy a lot. Like, oh, I'm a busy. Are you a type? Are you more of a type A personality where you're just going, going, going nonstop? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am very lucky though. I think I have both sides of that kind of brain. Okay. I can be super creative, but I also have lots of lists, lots of check marks, you know? <laughs> Why? Well, I, I have to, cause like, I'm ADHD and I'm not medicated. Yeah. And so there's always a list. There's an calendar every, I mean, I repeat and repeat everything to make sure you know, there's nothing that goes under the radar that I've missed because I'm so creative that it can happen. Oh yeah, for sure. I know. I, I have to have checks and balances for my brain for sure. (laughs) Right. When do you schedule your downtime? Like you have to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I learned a pretty hard lesson, um, a couple years ago, where I just, I learned that I don't have an off switch. Um, yeah. And I am so strong-willed and determined that um, it kind of became an unhealthy lifestyle mm. and place for me and my family. Um, yeah, we, um, we ended up making a change kind of by chance, but in, in my heart, I knew that um, it was also kind of a long time coming as well, um, just because I, I was starting, to, my body was starting to tell me that I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, you're shut down. Yeah. So to answer your question, actually, I didn't schedule downtime and I should have, um, but I didn't. And it was, you know, you hear it from a million people that, uh, you know, you have to listen to your body, you know, you have to preserve yourself and, and protect yourself from burnout. And until it really happens, sometimes, I guess I don't learn. Yeah, I had a hard time learning that lesson, um, except through experience. So, well, sure. But now, now you're about to be a mother. And now mm-hmm. it's so important for you to put yourself as a priority and listen to your body because it's so easy. And I know you're, I know you're going to do it because I did it too. Your baby comes first, anything your baby needs, of course, you're going to do. I lost myself for a long time. I happily lost myself. I happily. And I mean, I prayed, that's all I ever wanted was to get married and have babies. And then I, I had one. So I was all in and my husband worked, he worked about 70 to 80 hours a week at the time. So even if he offered to help me, I wouldn't let him because he needed to sleep. But what I can tell you is, and I can't beat this on you enough, like beat it in your head. When the baby sleeps, you need to take a nap. You need to rest. Don't take that opportunity to clean the kitchen or to do homework for, you know, the designs, take a nap because it will bear you so much fruit because when the baby's awake, you're, you're, you'll be awake and when the baby's asleep. And so, but it's just such a short season and it's so precious. So I would encourage you to definitely when the baby rests to give yourself that opportunity because it's not going to be a long rest. It will be increments. Yeah. you need that compounded interest of having some kind of sleep. So yeah, the baby will make you, the baby will make you slow down in such a lovely way. And if you choose, if you decide that nursing, you want to nurse, it's such a good excuse to like break away. If you're ever ever at an event and my child was a preemie, so, you know, I would, 
I didn't want anybody handling her other than the people I wanted to handle her. Uh And so it was such a good opportunity for me to, oh, I have to nurse. Oh, oh, she's fussy. I got to take her. It's time to nurse. (laughs) So just like, this is, this is your time. So you do whatever you want to do, be a selfish. If people want to come over, tell them no. If you want to wear a mask, (laughs) tell them to wear a mask. If you want them to not have planned visits or no visits. I mean, this is, this is like such a time where you really learn your power because it's all about your baby. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've, I've heard that and I'm going to try to not repeat um, (laughs) what I learned through my business and, and actually take advice. (laughs) Yeah, you won't, you won't because it's not about you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're so smart and you know that your body's going to need fuel to do the things that it needs to do. So y- you will, yeah. you will, well, I'm speaking it over you, even though I don't know if you will or not. I'm like, yes, I'm going to replay it in my head in, in 32 weeks. <laughs> or in, uh, eight weeks. <laughs> and everybody said, amen. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was reading on your website about all the things about your ceramics and your, um, your sustainability and how you're doing things like the greenway and recycling and, you know, they're doing everything. I didn't realize that you guys made your own ceramics. I thought this was just like shipped over. So when I was reading and I realized like all the things that you guys do to make it green and sustainable, and so have good social impact with your business practices. I was floored. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as I was sourcing, um, materials for my clients, um, designs, um, I just couldn't find what I was looking for. First of all, color wise, I have a very, um, kind of breezy, light, beautiful palette. It's um, perfect. I oh, love thank it. you. <laughs> Those pastels just have a hold on me. Um, but, I love them. I love them. I love them. Oh, They're so, well, that's what attracted me to your company. And I should, I should say this real fast. I found about, found out about you from Veronica and she was on my podcast and she had a collaboration with you. And I was attracted to her because of her colorways. You know, I'm a color consultant. So everything I do has to do with color and with the homes. And so I immediately loved her and then found out about you through her. And you have the same kind of color palette. So those soft, muted, sweet, romantic colors are just right up my personal alley. Like I love them. They're so pretty. Me too. I just can't get away from them, but (laughs) I'm glad. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, so, um, I, I have a more traditional kind of Southern American style, um, but with more of a coastal, you know, color palette. And I just could not find what I was looking for in textiles in you know, ceramic, um, lighting or, um, you know, just kind of, uh, decor pieces, uh, vases, 
jars, which I love, or which are kind of an American um, traditional staple, those ginger jars. Um, and so I, you know, just being my <laughs> crazy self decided to um, just produce them in my kitchen for my clients. So, <laughs> you know. Sure, why not? Just add something else on your plate, Lauren. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I read some books, um, there's a little ceramics community, um, in Tulsa, which was not too far from the rural town that we were living in at the time. So I would drive in and, um, you know, take my little notebook and push up my glasses and take notes, um, as to the process of creating your own ceramics, um, so I started doing that and then realized that there was um, really kind of an open spot in the market for these traditional pieces um, that had kind of a, a modern and um, kind of breezy twist to them. Well, sure, because they're not busy yeah. with, pattern, with pattern play. So, and some people don't like chinoiserie. So, yes, and then they come in bolder colors and I've never heard of somebody describe their style. Like you said, it's a Southern style with coastal colors because I can identify with that. And when mm -hmm. you said that, that aroused my ears, that piqued my interest. I thought, oh, that's me. Yeah, and I, You're right. I had never seen it before. And when you think back in the what I, what we would call the olden days, you know, before we were born, there wasn't those pastel colors. Everything was yellow or green mm -hmm. for the yeah. pastel range. So for you to have the, an array of all the sweet colors, not just for like baby stuff, for, but for the home and for the holidays is super rare. And it, um, I know, I, I feel like it just kind of happened. Um, you know, those colors were starting to trend, you know, towards, um, you know, 2018, 2019, um, and Instagram was still in its younger phase. Um, so I started, I went ahead and listed some of these products that I was creating. Um, and man, it just took off so quick. So, um, within a couple months, I ended up quitting, um, OT, not because I didn't like it, just because there weren't enough hours in the day. And um, I moved into a little ceramic studio in my basement. And um, my sweet husband, <laughs> my patient, kind, helpful husband, and I were just cranking out these um, handmade ceramics literally made by my hands. Are um, you serious? Yes. And so you, you physically made the ceramics at the beginning. Yes. Um, for a while. So then within, um, about a year, we built a studio behind our house in, in that rural town. Um, and I hired, um, my first artisans to help me create the ceramics. Uh, at this time I was also doing some textiles. So I had designed a few, um, fabrics and wallpapers and sourced some, uh, linens for solid color um, soft goods as well. 
and um, collaborated with a few artist friends um, to offer some artwork. <laughs> so I just had, you know, a tiny little um, decor brand that was cohesive with my kind of Americana style, but bright colors. Um, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger with the help of Instagram. So as I was producing these items, um, I had just wanted to make sure that every step of the way I was doing um, what I could to be, you know, a responsible citizen and um, manufacturer. So I knew I wanted to keep things as local as possible, um, just to help the artisans in my community. And then um, I wanted to source from textile mills in the US um, to cut down on carbon emissions for, you know, um, international travel um, of goods. And um, I just wanted to um, source uh, textile fibers that were responsibly made, um, didn't use any, you know, um, coerced labor, child labor, which is pretty rampant um, in the Middle East. Um, so I just, I didn't want my conscience to be touched by anything that I didn't feel great about. So that's kind of where all of the um, ethical guidelines came from for the company. I think that's, I mean, I didn't even think about things like that. I hadn't, I mean, I just thought, oh, you have pretty vases that are customized. I didn't realize that you guys, I mean, I know now, but I didn't at the beginning when I, you were on my radar, I didn't know that y'all offered, you know, rugs and artwork and furniture and pillows and fabrics and all the things. I thought it was just, oh, ceramics, but it started with ceramics and then it just, as it like with, with Lauren fashion, it evolved and it grew <laughs> and it layered like over and over again. I mean, you see the pattern in your life, right? Well, like I said, I just dive head first and I cannot help myself. <laughs> I love it. So do yeah. you have any, like anything new on your radar where you're just like dying to try and you just haven't because you know, you don't have the hours to even touch it? Yes. Um, Tell me, so I'm dying to know <laughs> what you want to do next. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so we ended up expanding so much by 2020 that we, we moved to Tulsa. My husband and I actually moved to Tulsa because we found a 3000 square foot warehouse downtown. And by that time we needed, you know, um, we hired 12 employees to help with the manufacturing process, um, mainly for ceramics. Ceramics is definitely what I would call our kind of hero product. Those ginger jars are just so popular. I just love them. <laughs> They're so pretty. It's such a classic. I mean, they've been around, ginger jars have been around for centuries. So, you know, it's just such a classic staple. Yeah. So in 2020, we, um, we moved to that warehouse and then a year ago, my husband was being transferred to Houston and for a second there, our world kind of crashed around mm. Because, um, you know, Lohome was doing great um, financially, but um, manufacturing is a tough way to make a living. Um, 
especially when you're trying to offer a, an affordable and relatable price point. Um, but, you know, I hate to say this, but doing it in an ethical way um, where you're paying people the right amount and not outsourcing any questionable, you know, labor sources or material sources, the margins can be pretty slim. Um, and there's constant maintenance with your building and your, you know, equipment. And um, anyways, so we weren't ready to just fully rely on low home as our family income in Tulsa. We were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We really need his, you know, his income. to Right. So luckily, um, I had hired two wonderful ceramicists um, that were trained at the University of Tulsa in their art department. Um, and their kind of dream was to open a ceramics manufacturing studio. And so I was their first job out of college and they just wanted to, you know, see how everything was done. Um, work for me for a little while. And um, so I approached them and I was like, hey, remember that dream of opening a ceramics production studio? Uh, yeah. Would you like to have this one? So, <laughs> so they, um, they started Ruby Clay Company um, and they were able to um, adopt all of our um, employees. So um, for the most part, no one lost their job. Um, and they started to produce the low home ceramics line just under their Ruby Clay um, company title. Um, and we were going to be shipping off to Houston and I was going to try to keep the other products going from there while, you know, the ceramics products were still made in our Tulsa warehouse with Ruby Clay. Um, so for a while, my husband was in Houston. I was trying to figure out how we were going to sell our house, kind of get everything settled with the Ruby Clay team. And then he, um, he thankfully got a um, offer from a company out of California that was a complete work from home position. So we took our house off the market and we're still in Tulsa, but... <laughs> Um, the Ruby Clay deal was already through. It was working beautifully and um, kind of to round out the circle, I had more time on my hands to um, settle mm -hmm. and start to focus more on my health and my friends and my, um, you know, my kind of next step into motherhood. So once we had that settled, I um, got pregnant. <laughs> oh, see, it's funny how that happens. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so as you were saying, I do have, um, some ideas on the horizon, but this past year, um, I've tried to really take some time for myself, um, really coaching the Ruby clay team to help make them successful. So I've been spending a lot of time behind the scenes, kind of administratively getting them set up for success, um, and making sure that they are running, you know, a business that is sustainable for them and for our um, my former employees, their current employees, um, and then running kind of the um, other products 
on my own. So we do hardware and pillows and fabrics and wallpapers, and I've been doing that. Um, it's much more manageable than the ceramics beast. Um, so I've been well. Everything is. I I think that the pricing is fair. I didn't go to your website and go, "Holy crap, this is so." You know, yeah. I was I was like pleasantly surprised. I thought, "Oh, she should be charging more," <laughs> and so I. I want people to know about your brand. I want people to know about your products and to not be intimidated because everything looks so beautiful and pristine and perfect, but it has a really good price point. So I think people will be pleasantly surprised oh. to like dive in and be able to like actually get something because sometimes, you know, you can be on fire for a brand and love it, but you know, not everybody can get it. And I'm not saying like everybody can get it, but I do think that it's attainable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Thank you. You know, we, we work really hard to, to try to keep those prices down. Unfortunately, along with everybody else, we had to do a slight increase over the past year just because our raw materials shot up, you know. Um, well, sure. Every, every, I have, my prices have probably have, I started out when I was doing color consulting, it was $95 an hour. And it's 150 and I'm, I'm being told that it's not enough that I should charge more. So you got to do what you got to do. Every, everything is up in price. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cost of living is high and we want to, you know, like I said, make sure that we are supplying a good living for our artisans. Um, shipping has gone up. I mean, just even, you know, cardboard boxes we use have gone up and, um, so just to kind of maintain a, a fair uh, wage for our very talented employees that make these heirloom pieces by hand, you know, we just want to make sure that we're as attainable as possible, but also taking care of our, our people and, and their needs. So I know hard. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to have to get something. I'm going to have to find um, one of the ceramics and with a monogram. Okay. So you guys do monogramming. You go in. Thing, you have some things that are hand painted. Uh, yeah, all everything is hand painted. So um, the the monogram. Oh books, yes. Um, those are actually um, screen printed um, with gold oil. So that's twenty two karat gold um, that we screen print onto the ceramics just to make it consistent because not all of our artisans have the same hand. Yeah. Uh, so we do use some um, kind of more consistent um, techniques, but still, even that is screen printed by hand onto our products. All the gold on our products is 22 karat. Um, so we really try to, to use heirloom quality materials um, that will be treasured, you know, for a lifetime because part of sustainability is making sure that nothing goes into the landfill. <laughs> right. No, no fast fashion, no fast home. It's yeah. all yes, heirloom <laughs> pieces. Which So, yeah, some of the things that I'm really excited about for the future, um, I'm going to try to take a, a full three months off with my little guy um, and then kind of gradually step in. But we, I would really love to expand our soft good lines. So um, I see the writing on the wall. I have a feeling I know what you're going to add. Can <laughs> I say it? Can I say it before you say it? Yes. Um, it's going to have to do with nursery or baby yes. stuff. <laughs> 
Yes, I've already got um, crib skirts and bed <laughs> bed out, and um, and also a children's line for heirloom ceramics. So you know, um, ceramics for those special moments in a child's life. Um, you know, first yeah, first tooth, first haircut. Yeah. As first, um, you know, baptism or Holy Communion or um, bat mitzvah, you know, um, and even just some heirloom nursery pieces that are um, just really sweet and can be passed down. Um, and we're also wanting to expand our furniture line um, and offer some furniture um, case goods, so dressers and um nightstands and console tables in some really fresh colors um incorporating some new hardware designs so i've got lots of things sketched out but i'm trying not to i'm trying to take it a little bit more slowly than i have the past five years because it didn't work out well for my mental health (laughs) right no i totally get it as as a woman we our minds just go constantly we're we're uh, men their minds can be blank ours are always going and then you add having your own business and being married and starting a family you know and it just tacks on more layers of more things to consider and think about so I think you're I think you have a a good head on your shoulders with you know you know what what hasn't worked for you and you know the signs and symptoms and God let you go through that to prevent it from happening again. So he's so crafted with everything that he orchestrates in our lives. So I really think like you are set up for success. You're going to win this. You're going to do fine. And you're going to get the rest that you need. Amen. (laughs) Trying to learn from past mistakes and, um, yeah, but I, I feel so privileged to live a creative life and be able to pursue a creative profession. Um, the people that actually get to create for a living is so rare. You know, there's a lot of um, hobbyists. It's so great, but every time I try to create as a hobby, whether it be, um, you know, choreographing for dance, I ended up you know, teaching and and coaching. And, you know, when I tried to just create for myself, I just ended up having to share it. So I feel like it's just kind of destined for me to, um, to live a creative lifestyle and share that. Um, And I know that that is really rare. So um, I want to, I want to treasure it and preserve it (laughs) as best as I can. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not the only one that's a fan of yours. Been featured in HGTV, Better Homes and Gardens, Traditional Home and Lux Magazine. Yes. Those are all very impressive. And you also just did a collaboration with Chapel Chandler with the hydrangea yeah. um, faces. Wonderful. So I mean you're you're rocking it. You're killing oh, it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, like I said, I feel like I just kind of got in um, when Instagram was really young. Um, and so, um, there's, it seems kind of silly to have a community on Instagram, but it's true. Um, you just kind of have these feelers out there and kind of connect with people that, um, have the same aesthetic and, um, 
you know, just kind of are in the same stage of life with their businesses as you. And um, I feel like we've just kind of grown together and mm-hmm. did each other to other people. Um, and so I feel really lucky that I got into um, the business at the same time that those young connections were being able to form on Instagram. It's kind of a whole different beast now. That was really, really good timing uh, to be able to connect. Okay. There's one thing that I saw and it was this morning and I'd never seen it before. And I was so impressed. Of course, I had to send it out to some people and that is the menorahs. They are in the sweetest, softest, romantic colors and the design on them are, I mean, it's just, it's sweet elegance. Oh, I don't know how else to describe oh. it. it. I mean, they're beautiful and I've never seen them in pastels. I'm not Jewish, but you know, I do have some Jewish people in my world. And so I just thought, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. And so I was just so excited to see that because it just felt like a breath of fresh air, like a new take on it. And it was all it was, was just a sweet design and a soft color. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, this is our second, uh, Hanukkah collection that we've been able to, um, manufacture and, um, yeah, just from the beginning when I started sketching out my own Christmas, um, products, you know, back in the day, I wanted to make sure that I was as inclusive as possible. Um, and, you know, kind of noticed that there was a lot of traditional Hanukkah decor, um, but maybe could use a little fresh update and maybe, you know, people would appreciate that. Well, sure. Well, where does your love from the pastels come from? I've always been into um, vintage textiles. When I was in high school and making my own clothes, I would um, go to these vintage stores and pick up like vintage tablecloths and sheets. Um, I've always been really attracted to kind of that um, Liberty London um, floral, soft, um, just kind of aesthetic. So I don't know, I guess it's just, it's kind of in there somewhere. I've always just felt um, more at peace around soft colors. It just kind of makes me take a deep breath. Um, I love sunshine. So those colors always make me feel just really light and happy and breezy. So I don't know, it's just somewhere in my soul, I guess. Well, we're going to change gears a little bit. And I do this bit with all the podcast guests and we talk about the paint colors in their home. Yeah. Do you, do you happen to know the paint colors in your house? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, of course. I mean, I just feel like color is, it's like your, it's part of your brand. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I am pretty serious about color. I, I ruminate over it. I, you know, just him and haw over exactly the perfect hue and how it's going to change and light and change, you know, in proximity to other colors. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of a color nerd too. (laughs) (laughs) So what are the paint colors in your house? So, um, 
all throughout our house, um, we use Sherwin-Williams Pure White. Um, Beautiful. Love Pure White. Um, so that is kind of the main color throughout our house and it is on everything cabinets. We just redid our kitchen. Everything is, (laughs) but I love it because I, um, I have so many colorful decor pieces, um, that I still want my home to feel, you know, breezy and, and, um, bright, so I can have kind of a fresh white palette and then bring in lots of fun textiles and ceramics and art to uh, pop. Um, but we do have um, a green in our dining room. It's Benjamin Moore Crisp Green. Um, and it's kind of like a celery color that's a little bit more cool, um, kind of in between a celery and a cucumber. Okay. Um, it's called it's called crisp green. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, okay, images. Oh, oh, it's kind of like a pistachio, but it's real clean and crisp. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, we have molding on the bottom half of our walls, and then the crisp green on top with some white millwork going through um, the green as well. Um, I have a lot of wallpaper in my house, um, and most of it you can find on shoplohome.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I so badly. Okay. Can I tell you a wallpaper story real fast? Yes. Okay. So in our kitchen, there's a kitchen and family room. It's connected. And when we moved in, they had a chalkboard wall on it. And so we, I kept that for a long time because my daughter is an artist and she loves to draw. And then I decided I'm done with that. I'm tired of looking at a big black wall. I want to wallpaper it. So I ordered the wallpaper, got the wallpaper guy to come out. He was there to do it. And he looks at me and says, you didn't order enough. And of course my heart is broken because I should know better. Like I thought I calculated correctly. I mean, this is what I do. Right. And he was like, no, this is why it won't work. And I'm, thinking oh great so now I've got this beautiful wallpaper that I'm haven't used and so all I did I decided just to paint that wall a soft pink color and I thought well I'll just paint it so I just used sample paint and I just painted it and I absolutely love it and I just thought well if I paint it pink then I'll know if I really want pink wallpaper on that wall so I haven't wallpapered it yet but I've got a couple areas in the house I'm just dying to put something on. Oh my gosh. I, I love wallpaper. My mom, you know, um, went through the, the eighties and the nineties and she's like, Lauren, do not put that on the wall. You're just going to rip it off. You're going to hate it in 10 years. And I'm just okay. it's okay. It makes me so happy right now. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. And also it's not as busy. The wallpaper now the scale is much larger. So in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s, the scale was really, it was, it was very small. Well, the 90s, it got a little bit bigger, but the pattern repeat was very small and really detailed. So you couldn't see what you're looking at. You just saw there's something on the wall. Now, when you walk in, there's lots of murals. The repeat of the pattern is the size of your face or the size of your buttocks. You know, (laughs) it's a big repeat. So It's more impactful and the colorways are fun. Like before they felt kind of old lady or stuffy. It was like 
cream and country blue and country pink and forest green and burgundy. I mean, the colorways we're seeing, they're happier. They're more peaceful. They're more playful. So I think it'll have a little bit more longevity than your mom is dictating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I design wallpaper, I, I always think, you know, how livable it will be. Um, and you know, I'm sure you know this as a color specialist, whatever color you're thinking in your head, take it down, you know, five notches and dial it down and mute it. And it'll still read very colorful. But if you put some crazy color on your wall, it's going to give you a headache. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People all the time, they'll go and they love a color. They found the color that they love. They get the sample or they paint it and they go, this did not turn out like I wanted. And there's so many simple little tricks to figuring that out. And, you know, one of them is knowing what your trim color is. And if you know what your trim color is, your baseboards, that's your control. And you hold that white up to every single swatch vertically because we're painting the walls, not horizontally because we're not painting the floor and color does change Mm -hmm. when you hold it. And so if you hold that white swatch, like any color you want to paint in your home, you get your pure white swatch and you hold the color up and then you put the white swatch over it just like it's a a piece of molding, like your baseboard. Mm -hmm. Just put it on top of it at the bottom. And then you'll get an accurate reading on the color. And then you'll go, oh, no, that's, you'll know if it's too bright. But when just looking at it, you don't know. And you have to do that trick, exactly what you said. You're like, oh, I like that blue. Okay, but I got to go down a notch. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea because, of course, white is not just white. There's a million whites. Mm -hmm. Whites are little chameleons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm different colors (laughs) yes so if for example if you have extra white which is what comes in a can at Sherwin Williams Uh that's going to look really good with the bright pastels and the whites that is like it's in book um it's in the white and pastel color kit book that I have and then pure white it goes well with just about everything I mean pure white has two drops of black in it it's wonderful it's the most neutral white that Sherwin has But then let's skip some flavors. And if you go to creamy or you go to, um, there's an ivory one and it gets to be more yellow, it's going to change the color of your paint. So it's going to make it read more blue or more, you know, so you just have to be careful. So know your trim color and use it as a control. Yeah. Well, be good. On the exterior of our house, we just had it painted last week. We're (gasps) up this darn renovation. Um, but we went with Sherman Williams creamy, like you were mentioning. Oh, I love creamy. It's in my house too. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of that warmth to it. Um, and our front door and shutters are um, Benjamin Moore Yarmouth blue. Um, <gasps> oh, that's pretty. Yeah, thank you. So, but exactly like you were saying, since there was a little bit of a yellow touch to the creamy, um, I had to be kind of careful with the blue because I didn't want it to turn periwinkle. You know, I didn't want to look like it had purple shutters mm-hmm. um, in front door. So I went with a little bit more of a warm, um, but still very um, nice neutral blue as well. It's so, so pretty. I'm so glad you did those two colors together. It turned out great. And it looks um, looks great with our uh, the way the light hits our house. So yeah, it, it worked out well. 
what's coming up next? You take a little bit of a break and have a baby. Yeah. And then slowly back in the swing of things, right? Uh, yeah. So um, as far as our ceramics line with Ruby Clay, um, we're really wanting to offer some more um, bespoke pieces as well. So since all of our items are are handmade to order, um, we really can accommodate a lot of customer requests. And we are do, um, but we'd like to do um, some more personalized items well, you know, just personalized colors and stuff like that. So that's kind of where we're looking in 2024 for the ceramics line. And then, um, like I mentioned, for the other products, um, just kind of expanding some of our current lines for soft goods, um, possibly adding a children's line soon and some furniture. So yeah, we're excited. 2024 is going to be a good year. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that you're going to end up with a bridal registry or a bridal line too. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I need to do that. Um, I'm not, just call me and I'll, I'll help. You, I know. You just, I wish I lived closer to you because it's just like right up my alley. I mean, all this stuff is so beautiful. Oh, I love it. You. Yeah. Whenever I'm like showering, I'm always like, oh, we need to, we need to have a registry program. And then I always forget about it. <laughs> Well, okay, your website is stoplowhome.com. And if you are purchasing any ceramics, um, you can look through those on the Low Home website. But when you click to purchase, it will bring you to the Ruby Clay, our sister manufacturing site. Um, and that will kick it to them to produce that ceramic piece for you. Um, but it's all available on, on Shop Low Home. I haven't done any of the well, y'all have the Christmas trees, but not the Christmas trees with the lights. Like the, you know, the vintage, you have the modern trees, not the vintage looking trees. Yes. Correct? And I love those so much. They're so darn cute. Um, we have a few friends um, in the industry that, um, that manufacture those. And so we're really careful not to step on any toes. Um, so they, um, they have some of kind of what I had in mind and kind of what I would have created and and they create those and do them so beautifully so we decided not to go that route um, I, I like it it's cleaner uh, yeah so we just have our own kind of version of it um but I have some in my house from my friends who um Aww. create those because they're just so fun and um, have a lot of memories connected, especially to us in the in the Midwest. I feel like those ceramic um, light up trees were a staple. In our right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, and then your Instagram is Lauren Haskell Designs. Yes, yeah that that stayed from um, back in 2017 when I started out as an interior. Um, decorators so yeah I've just never changed the handle but you can reach low home through that and that well thank you so much for coming on and joining me today I really oh, appreciate it and congratulations on your pregnancy thank you so much well I'm sure he'll be here within the blink of an eye <laughs> he will he will well keep me posted and um i'll keep an eye out on instagram hopefully i'll get to see a little baby 
little baby face before too long. Oh gosh. Yeah. There's, it's going to be all baby spam. <laughs> I'm sure. That's okay. I feel like right now there's um, a handful of influencers that are having babies. You know, Chapel had hers last year. And then um, Elizabeth with Hibiscus House, she just had a baby. And then Abilene, Abilene Wainwright, she just had a baby. And, and that was, I predicted her pregnancy. That was, it was a, that's a fun podcast episode. But yeah, there's just um oh and May wearable art, she's having a baby too. Oh so it's so exciting. Baby boom, yes. I know, I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, all the babies bring them. Let me see them. <laughs> yes. Well, well thank you so much. And I wish your family just a joyful and healthy holiday season. Well, thank you so much. Happy holidays. Thanks. Bye-bye. Don't forget to shop Canvas Style, where you can find a piece of jewelry for every event, occasion, and destination. Guilt-free shopping starting at $18. Make sure to check them out on Instagram, canvas underscore style, and their website, canvasstyle.com. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Faith with Blue Bonnet Home.